Cheers, everyone. This is Blaster Brewmaster. And I'm Ricky. And this is Tony. And welcome to Louder Rinse Repeat. All right, guys, how's things been going today? Been going good. Been going good? Tired. Long day today. Yeah, no kidding. What did y'all do? Ah, <laughs> uh, Big Brew. Yep. Had Big Brew today at um at um, Raleigh Brewing Company. So, you know, well, let's, you want to you tell everybody about Big Brew, Tony? So I like Big Brew. I, I, you got the shirt, too. <laughs> yeah. well, I didn't go. You know, I never brew, so there is that. But uh, Big Brew is something that uh, our home brew shop does. The idea is we actually just invite any home brewers out to our brewery location, and we, we hook them up with water that's already treated, uh, sanitizers, wort chillers, everything you need to get through your brew day. And all they have to do is bring their equipment, and then the ingredients are right there, so brew anything you want, but mm-hmm. we also have... Uh, special recipes of the month that'll be discounted that day. Yep. Oh, yeah. How much is it discounted by? 50% if you show up. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. Yep, that's yeah. a nice I, thing about this is just being able to get the recipes half off, you know, brew the batch right there on site. Have all that stuff accessible, you know, it just makes things so much easier. I think, the, I think the best thing about um, the Big Brew is the hot water on demand. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Not having to heat till you, till you, till you heat your strike water up. Yep. Coming in at like 150 already, you're, yep. <laughs> it makes your brew day go by quick. Yeah, well, and it's, it's great because it's a giant fire hose. <laughs> bam, right in your kettle, and then you're, you're good to go. So. Yeah, just, just don't go and have like a little wet t-shirt contest with that. It's not going to go well. No. Might have to no, call. Well. <laughs> you know, that's not unfortunate. Well yeah, call emergency services at that point. I got sprayed, <laughs> I got sprayed with the cold water today. So. <laughs> not a surprise, Ricky. For, I, for, I forgot, to, forgot to move the switch, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, professional brewer world is going to have to be afraid of you then. <laughs> well, so today on the show, you know, we wanted to what talk a little bit about IPAs because it's becoming about the time for the IPAs. You know, oh, we're getting yeah. kind it's of that time of the year for sure. Rolling spring into summer, you know, we got to want something a little bit, you know, lighter, a little bit juicier. You know. Oh yeah, we love yeah IPAs. You know, and pale ales when it's hot can you know when they finish really nice and crisp. And I'll make a make a warm day feel really good when you're sitting outside drinking one. It's like a fruit salad, but in alcoholic form. <laughs> sometimes know. sometimes piney salad. Ooh. Fruit and pine salad. It doesn't sound as good, but when you put it in the reference of beer, it sounds delicious. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um what's your what's your like go to kind of thing for an IPA? How do you how do you go about brewing an IPA? Now, I gotta admit, IPAs are not my favorite style. What? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But what I will say is that an IPA that sort of balances out the malt a little more. So, you know, it can be super bitter, but as long as there's a lot of malt to back it up, I am there. Uh, What I'm not a huge fan of is when you get into those sort of watery, really thin-bodied IPAs that are Mm -hmm. pure hops. So, you know, for me, I like a little more crystal malt, maybe a bit of wheat in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I'll I'll usually blend some sort of piney hop. Mm -hmm as well as citrus hops together. Um, I've, I've done a few hop bursts, mm-hmm. um, that style IPA, where all of your hops just go at the end of the boil. Right. But I, I still kind of prefer the traditional, um, just, you know, an ounce or so to bitter. And then anywhere from, <laughs> I, I've always loved this, anywhere from four to 12 more ounces of hops for five count packs. Yeah. That sounds <laughs> so, about right. That, you know, that's reasonable, I think. Right, 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 I, I think right. that's just where you start, you know, is yeah. about 12 ounces. That's that's a start for your IPA. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And then, of course, dry hopping after that. Oh, so yeah, yeah. make them big. That's the only way to do it. 
Um, but for me, again, you know, something that has a little more oomph to it, mm-hmm. just more than those hops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, going back to the grain, to the grist, mm-hmm. I kind of go a little bit different on all my IPA recipes because mm-hmm. you like to add a little bit of wheat. Yeah. Um, I, I'm pretty much a two-row, maybe some Crystal 20, mm-hmm. and then if I want to get a little bit more color, I may add a little bit of um, another darker crystal, just a, just a smidge, not, not a lot. But um, just enough crystal so that you're not, you're, it's not, you know, boring and bland. You do have mm-hmm. a little bit of a small, like, minute amount of residual sweetness, but not mm-hmm. to where they battle with the, with the hops. Yeah. I like to go big on the hops, let the hops take, you know, the show. Yeah. And, and sometimes, you know, if I'm doing, like, a Belgian IPA, the yeast takes the show a little bit. That's true, but, yeah. But the, but the malts, I kind of try to keep them in their box. Fair enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, for me, I kind of... I kind of go in between the middle of the two because what I look for when I try to do something with my beers is always kind of throw a little bit of a different twist in there. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, like with the malt body, I kind of go, you know, I usually kind of stick with mostly two row, but I'll throw just a little bit of caramel in there. And usually like the main thing I try to kind of throw in there to give it just a little bit of kind of a different sort of malt flavor is kind of like something like Victory. I'll just throw a mm-hmm. little bit of victory malt fine, in yeah. there. Yeah, just because you get a little bit more toasty with that. Yeah. You know, and then kind of bring out just some little extra in the malt. And then the hops, the biggest thing I find that I kind of try to, like, avoid, just because I've had some, you know, some of the ones that are open on the market all the time um, always makes me think, you know, too much bitterness and, like, too harsh of a bitterness up front, not enough of, like, a fresh, juicy sort of IPA, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. hop flavor. Mm-hmm. So... Like, I usually try to get kind of just a bit more of that really fresher sort of flavor. Try to get that bitterness a little bit tamer and put, like, a just heavy, heavy amounts of the hops for the cursing. So I take it you probably use a lot more American-style hops. What about you? Do you do you still go with the really, like, catty, bitter uh, American hops, or do you use more of the New Zealand style? I like to actually experiment because mm-hmm. I've always been trying to, like, I've been throwing in, like, more of the fruitier ones than necessarily the really citrusy and piney ones at mm-hmm. first. So I'm kind of, like, still trying to find my balance in my recipes when I'm making them. You know, try gotcha. to see where I can get just enough of that, you know, fruitiness mixed with a good citrusy and piney mm-hmm. character mm-hmm. so that it's not mm-hmm. just kind of, like, it's too sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm still kind of trying to, like, you know, fine-tune that. Yeah, I'm kind of full on. So if I'm gonna go with the with the piney and the dankness, I might add a little bit of citrus, but the give it a big punch of the pine. If I'm gonna go really fruity, I'm gonna go like all fruit, I and, and then go all in. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to go halfway. And there were no halfsies. <laughs> now you mentioned a Belgian IPA, which mm-hmm. then you know you are getting a little bit of the yeast character. Generally speaking, I'll shoot for. Sounds a little weird, but English. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. You keep it cool enough, you get just enough of the character from the yeast, but it still presents a very beautiful character for the, the hops to come through. Mm-hmm. And for my personal taste, of course, uh, the malts also still mm-hmm. stick around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That being, the, you know, the general take for what most English yeast will do. Yeah. So it's kind of cool that, you know, even, even when you're saying, you know, a Belgian yeast might add some character, so is that clean fermenting yeast. Right, mm-hmm. right. And that, that all comes together in the end, of course. Well, I think it all has to come, it, it all comes down to what you're bittering with. Yeah. Because you have your bittering hops that if you're, if you got a really harsh bittering hop, mm-hmm. then it'll get in the way and it'll, it'll, it'll push the malts to the side and it'll push, you know, 
your yeast carriage to the side and just, you know, stand there front and center. Yeah. But like I use a lot of um, Columbus mm-hmm. and I use a lot of Magnum. Mm-hmm. Which is give, which gives you a really nice bitter. They're, they're higher, they're high alpha, like a twelve or fourteen percent alpha acid, but they give you a really nice round bitterness. Yeah. Um. You can also like first wort hop with those. So putting the hops in before the boil starts mm-hmm. to make it a little smoother, a little more round, so mm-hmm. that when you, if you do want that yeast character to come through, it it can and it's not overpowered by the. Just stark bitterness of the hops. Yeah, yeah. No, not like bittering with uh, Simcoe for, or Cascade, yeah. for example. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. harsh. Yeah, yeah, that's harsh. That's harsh. There's some good examples, but for the most part, those are just. Well, they always say it's kind of like catty flavor, and what they mean there is think of a litter box. <laughs> and that's all I can ever think of when I drink one that's like that. Yeah. yeah. So something like uh, like you're saying, um, Warrior, that's or Magnum. Those mm-hmm. are both nice mm-hmm. and clean. Mm-hmm. And then Columbus to me is a little juicier. Yeah, and you get a little, you get a little fruit inside of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. even in your bittering stage, so that's kind of cool to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I just brewed a New Zealand IPA. Ooh. This is a ton of hops, so you'll love it. But I brewed a New Zealand IPA. What was it? Maybe it was two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's coming along rather nicely. It's kind of a a mixture of New Zealand and some and some you know North American. I use Vermont ale yeast. Mm-hmm. Um, so nice fruity yeast character to mm-hmm. go with the New Zealand hops. That's the yeast bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vermont yeast bay Vermont yeah. ale. So the I think um, Hetty Topper uses that. Mm-hmm. A lot of um, of those um, breweries up in the north will will use the we use that strain. I went with an ounce of Magnum to bitter. I did two ounces of Magnum okay. at sixty to get me up to about seventy three IBUs. Um, I went with well, that's a, just the start. That's the start. Now that's and and it's not going to be it's not like a I don't want the bitterness to take over because I mm-hmm. want some of the fruity character to come through. Yeah. So seventy three is where is about where it's going to stay. Mm-hmm. I did an ounce of Pacifica at ten minutes. That's the and lemon lime. No, they call it orange marmalade. They say it's oh, got an orange marmalade kind of feel to it. Huh. So I use an ounce of that at the ten. That got me about six or eight more IBUs. Mm-hmm. So I'm right at about eighty. Um, and then at the flame out, I, I usually whirlpool. Mm-hmm. So I whirlpool with an ounce of Galaxy, an ounce of Nelson Sauvin, mm-hmm. and another ounce of Pacifica. And that Galaxy is supposed to give you some um, grapefruit character. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nelson is supposed to give you like a tropical fruit kind of character as well. I always got red grape on. You get some of that too. You get some of that too. Nice. So those were my flame out additions. And then I added the dry hops a week ago. Mm. It was two ounces of Pacifica, mm-hmm. an ounce of Galaxy, and another ounce of Nelson. So you so, built on the original flavor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I like to do that. I'll whatever I'm flaming out with, um, because you know you're going to lose some of that aromatics and some of that mm-hmm. flavor in mm-hmm. the in the CO2 when mm-hmm. it's off gassing. I will hit it again with the same kind of makeup in my dry hops For to sure. kind of give it another punch to bring them back out. So look forward to tasting that on our next. I'll have that here. So <laughs> yeah. it sounds really good. Um, as for the grain bill, it was like mine, pretty simple. Um, Fifteen pounds of extra pale malt. Recognize that? Remember where I got that from? Patagonia. Brewdogs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Brewdogs gave yes. me the idea to use the extra yeah. pale. So they use Chilean a, pale malt. They use <laughs> the extra pale malt in in their stuff. So I said, you know what? I work at a humble shop. So I'll just order some. So there you I, go. I was some. wondering where that bag came from. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a while. We, we got it a long time ago, and it's really good. But yeah. 
you usually don't think Chilean mountains for for your malt. No, yeah, no, no. So I use the. They're doing it good. I use yeah. the Patagonia Extra Pale, and then I got some Simpsons Caramalt, which okay, also right. Brewdogs use. Mm-hmm. I use, and um, it was fifteen pounds of the Extra Pale, a pound of the Caramalt, and then I did um, a quarter pound of Caramel One Twenty to get a nice dark um, color to it. So it's a little mm-hmm. bit darker than you know, so it's not super pale. So it looks like mm-hmm. it, you know. Has a better look to it to me. I like it. Nice. Look. That sounds really good. That sounds really <laughs> so good. I'm pretty yeah, excited. It's pretty excited. I mashed it at about one one fifty. So it's gonna be you know light body, mm-hmm. you know crisp, and it finished out really well. So the starting gravity on it was ten sixty six, ended at ten twelve. So Beautiful. ended pretty well. So I'm I'm, I'm pretty excited. Seven and seven um, percent alcohol. Yeah. Nice. So we'll try that um, next time. I'm yeah. looking forward to it. I'm looking forward yeah. to that, too. No kidding. That'll definitely be a really good one. Mm. You know, one thing also with that, I'm just kind of thinking, you know, there's all these kind of changes out on the market, people trying to kind of come up with new sort of ways of doing IPAs, mm-hmm. you know. So well, you got to keep the top of the game. You exactly. Know? You know, I mean, it's like <laughs> I almost feel like you can't really call a West Coast IPA a West Coast IPA anymore. It's like everyone pretty much is kind of doing it with those like a bit more cleaner malt body, yeah. you know, and like bigger, bigger hop additions, higher ABV and everything. So basically what I don't like. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Well, 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 to be fair, not always. <laughs> well, some of the, well, the East Coast, the East Coast brewers, they try to get there, um, but a lot of times their, their beers still end up sweeter mm-hmm. than a lot of the West Coast examples. Yeah. The yeah. West Coast examples that I that I taste are, are pretty dry. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the East Coast ones aren't as dry as those. I, and, I, and, I, and I like a lot of the East Coast yeah. IPAs. I, yeah. I think it works. It's, it suits the overall just region. You know, we've got our yeah. own climate and everything where people may not want a super crisp, super mouth-drying IPA versus yeah, one that's yeah, a little sweeter. Yeah, yeah. Well, Wicked Weed, well, Wicked Weed is starting the distribution. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now you're going to be able to get them everywhere, including the Northeast, you know, all over the Southeast, and now, you know, Boston, some of those areas in the Northeast, which brings up the new and infamous, I will say, as famous, as famous in the Northeast, but infamous down here, the Northeastern IPA. Infamous. Do tell. <laughs> infamous. Well, the Northeastern IPA is is not as clear as this. It is a very cloudy IPA and very, as I like call it, they like to call it juicy. So it's, it's <laughs> yeah, they call it juicy. It's the, that's, that, that's how they describe it. It's juicy. a juicy IPA, so it's, it's fruit forward. Mm-hmm. Okay. They keep it cloudy, keep the, the mouthfeel a little bit um, more body to it, mm-hmm. yeah. but really, really, really juicy flavor and aromatics. I've had people describe it as like almost drinking orange juice. <laughs> so a uh, beer mosa maybe? Maybe. Well, hmm. sorry, it, that's it, a bad. Yeah. I've had some of these um northeastern IPAs. One of the main brewers is um Treehouse. Okay. Treehouse has um Where are they located? They're in Vermont, I think. I think they're the North the North they're the Northeast. It's all that matters. But I've had their juicy. Oh, I used to tell you to you. I've had their green. They they got one called green, or is it greener, something like that. And then they um have another one called, I think it's Julius. 
Uh, it would make, it would make sense. And, 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 yeah. and, they, and they have yeah. haze. Haze. Haze is another one. Haze. Okay. It's just and now I've heard of that one. It's, it's, yeah. it's hazy. But yeah, they all their beers are super cloudy. Mm-hmm. Another brewery that a lot of people pine over is Hetty Topper. I was gonna say because yeah. Hetty Topper falls into this category. Mm-hmm. But they encourage you to drink out of the can. So you never see it. So so a lot of people never see it because they encourage you to drink it from the can. Not they don't say drink it from the can because if you pour it in a glass, it's going to look cloudy and it's uh-huh. going to look, you know. Well, you uh, can't really say that for your marketing team. But, they yeah, get fired. <laughs> but, what, but, but what they're saying is, is that if you drink it from the can, it's not going to warm up as fast. Hmm. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's just going to be better. So it's not going to get warm from pouring in a glass. You can mm-hmm. you can't fit all of it in most glasses anyway because it's a 16 ounce can. So they're saying, well, then when, you go, then when, then when you go, then yeah, when you go, then when you go back to get the other small amount, it's all warm. So they're they're saying it's more so for the flavor, mm-hmm. but I think it has to do a lot with the way it looks. You know, because they've been around for quite a while. I don't know how old uh, Treehouse is, but Northeastern IPA sounds like it's it's a newer craze, at least in the rest of the country. Like yeah. you were saying, mm-hmm. so. But I mean, I remember Maybe people. They were, you know, I remember people going, you know, crazy over Hetty Topper, almost yeah. like a top slam. You oh, know? people, yeah. Well, that's another story, Hopslam. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, Hopslam. Um, that's kind of but, but, but people too. still go crazy over Hetty Topper. Yeah, yeah. people yeah. still go crazy over Hopslam, mm-hmm. and that's literally, literally like A ninety percent of all they they brew at the Alchemist is Hetty Topper. Yeah. So you think about that? Yeah, like, it's crazy. And they people and they sell every drop of it. Yeah. So so and it, and that's basically a northeastern IPA. Yeah. So, so what has made it infamous then? Why, why does it? Why does it have this reviled? The, the purists. Ooh, like they're, they're, okay. there, are, there are a lot of purists. I who say it now. that an IPA has it. to be clear. Uh, okay. You have to be able to see through it. Um, they say, well, you know, it's poor, poor management of the beer or poor brewing techniques that make it cloudy. Mm-hmm. Um, they say that you know. It's yeasty. There's all that yeast in it. It's not gonna. It doesn't give you good flavors. Now, is it yeast though in a northeastern IPA? I did some research, Mm -hmm. and I looked up a lot of different people that brewed it, Mm -hmm. a lot of different recipes, and like asking a lot of like bloggers and things about what they got out of it. I've got a Facebook friend Mm -hmm. that lives close to a couple of these breweries. He went in. (laughs) He went in and actually asked them for me how they did it and they were nice enough to tell me nice so pretty much it's along the same lines as my beer recipe mm-hmm. um where it's mostly two row mm-hmm. some type of two row and a huge load of flaked oats oh and by flaked oats i mean like load i mean like 20 percent of the grain bill flaked oats so i actually brewed one of these today at Ooh. the big brew. Yeah. I tried it out. So I did 82% Marisotter mm-hmm. and 18%. So nearly in a 10 gallon batch, it was nearly four pounds flaked oats. So now, usually when you use a flaked adjunct, you're going to get a lot of flour and just stuff that'll end up as particulate. And I guess that's what you're going for. But what was the color of the word? When it, you was, did that? it was really hazy, mm-hmm. golden yellow. 
It, it looked nice. like when he was brewing that, it looked like a wit beer. Like, <laughs> I just was like, it's like that thing is so light in color. It's like you could just, you know, throw like some Belgian wit beer yeast on it and call it a day. You know, throw mm-hmm. just like a couple of simple hops in there. You're done. Now, you brought a flower. Michael Tonsmeyer. He, oh, did, my, yes. he did his the version. Of yeah, the mad yeah. fermentations. He did his <laughs> version of, um, it was like a clone of... Um, uh, which one was that? Juicy. It was a clone of Juicy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But he used a quarter pound of flour, all-purpose <laughs> organic <laughs> flour. Was that was yeah. all-purpose or was, or was it, it, uh, it might have been whole wheat. It might have been whole wheat. I, don't know, the, I know it was. I didn't flour. know we yeah. bake beer into but existence. That's, it that's was interesting. a quarter pound. No, there's not two, the only holy. difference is how much water you're using and how long you're leaving it to sit. Yeah. Oh, oh, bread versus beer, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and the hops too. Yeah. 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 This was like a five or six gallon batch, but wow. But quarter pound of flour, just straight up flour, mm-hmm. and it was opaque. Yeah. <laughs> like it was orange. It looked it looked like orange juice with a head on it. Well, uh, <laughs> but see that that was the IPA, and then there was the uh, American Pale Ale he made. What was that called? Softer, juicier, and, and uglier. uglier. He didn't even <laughs> use the flour in that one. He ended up instead putting like about forty seven percent of oat and malt for the you know for the grist, mm-hmm, like forty seven percent. And that thing. Oh, so oat, oat malt. It was it was, yeah, oh, he, it was oat oats. malt, and then he used some wheat wheat malt. As well. Yeah, it was like oat malt and wheat malt. Wow. And, then, and then the remainder was like two row, and then a mm-hmm. sprinkling of carapils. Yeah, sprinkling. And, uh, sprinkling. That, that one right there. That's what looked like an orange Julius. It looked like yeah, it did look like an orange Julius. It looked it looked <laughs> like a it looked Julius. like a, yeah, it looked like a smoothie straight up. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, but he I, was like saying that it. it's like, oh no, this thing looks ugly. I'm just like, man, that looks like just a creamsicle right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, now I want to see a picture of that. So yeah. <laughs> I'll have to look that up later, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, and and now to huh. to get to like how that's that's how you get the the color and the the just appearance and the haziness mm-hmm. is, the, is the flaked oats. But to get the juiciness, it's a huge late hop. Additions, sort of, of a hot fruity, burst. yeah, like mm-hmm. kind of like a hot burst. Mm-hmm. Except you do put in, you can put in hops at the beginning to get your bitterness level where you want it. Yeah, of course, mm-hmm. I use Magnum. Yeah, I use an ounce of Magnum to get me. He's a Magnum to get me to yeah. to get me to about um. It was about twenty three. <laughs> took a moment. Wow. Took a yeah. moment. <laughs> it took a moment. It took a moment. It took a moment. I'm not sorry. What? 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 I used about an ounce of Magnum, and it got me right at about. 30 or so IBUs. But that was for a 10-gallon batch. It was a 10-gallon batch, Okay, yes. so an ounce in 10 gallons. Yeah. To be clear. Well, let's, I'll break it down. We'll talk We'll, we'll yes. talk. We'll talk five <laughs> gallons. So in five-gallon batches, I would use a half of an ounce of um, the Magnum. Mm-hmm. And then I came back at a five-minute addition, and I put in a half ounce of Amarillo, mm-hmm. a half ounce of Centennial, mm-hmm. and a half ounce of Mosaic. So... All hops that will give you, you know, fruity character to it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then at Flame Out, so I, I whirlpooled it, got it down to about 185 so it wasn't piping hot and, you know, blowing steam everywhere. Then I threw another half ounce of the same. So a half ounce Amarillo, half ounce Centennial, and half ounce Mosaic. Yeah. So it doesn't boil off, boil off those flavors and blow those flavors off. And then I'm going to come back and dry hop it with... Two ounces of, of each of those. So I'm going to really hit it hard on the dry hop to get that fruity flavor and that fruity aroma. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I guess we'll have to. That's probably going to take like a couple of weeks in the fermenter. That'll take that'll take a little while. Um, we'll have some of that maybe in two three weeks. Yeah, assuming the yeast can trudge through the sludge that you've created. <laughs> oh, yeah, I used um <laughs> I used um the what was it, it? Uh, W Stinglish Ale O O two. I use O O two. Oh, White Labs. Um, mm-hmm. I use White Labs O O two. I wanted I wanted to use the same yeast. A lot of these guys use, which is um, like Tired Hands. I don't know if you heard of Tired Hands Brewery. Mm-hmm. They, they're, they're another northeast, northeastern brewery. Mm-hmm. And um, I know you've heard of um, Hill Farmstead. Yes, absolutely. So it has been rumored that they use 1318 Y yeast. Y yeast so, so London Ale 3 is, mm. is what they use yeah. to get that. So your grain bill and my yeast choice. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, so, so instead of going Y yeast um, 1318, I flipped it over to the White Labs version because we were out. Sad face. Well, because I was going to so. say London <clears throat> Three was the one that I've heard that most yeah. people say used for the uh, Northeast style. Mm-hmm. The so I used the O two. So, and that's the Fuller strain, which will, which will be a little more malt heavy, probably than the thirteen eighteen. But that'll that'll be fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and the, and 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 because of that flake, those flaked oats in it, all of them, it's going to have a little bit of body. It's going to have a little bit of a residual like um. OD taste to it, mm-hmm. which should be really cool to to blend in with uh, mm-hmm. with the hops because that oat clean oat taste is very light and pleasant. It's not like a harsh, you know, malt taste or flavor nice. where it'll get in the way. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Cool. It sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for going ahead and joining us here on Louder Rinse Repeat. Go ahead and check us out on Facebook. We'll have that down in the description below, and we'll go ahead and see you next time. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.